of the Home Run on Wheels podcast, where we chronicled the baseball trip of a lifetime in 2018 while raising awareness of the needs of children in the foster system through our partnership with Children's Hope Alliance. That 30-stadium MLB tour is over, but the mission continues, as does the podcast. Our first episode of 2019, this is Ron Clements here in the RV in Dufuniac Springs, Florida, with my wife, Patty. Hello. And Patty, I learned when we checked in here on Monday that it is Defuniac Springs, not Defuniac Springs, as we had been pronouncing it. Well, but we will have Defun here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Defuniac Springs, this is going to be our home for the next two months. Uh, We'll tell you what we've been up to since we last spoke with you guys in November uh, with our postseason wrap Obviously, the Red Sox beat the Dodgers doing the World Series last year. The Dodgers bested my Brewers in the NLCS. The the Red Sox got past the Astros in the ALCS. And even if the Brewers had beaten the Dodgers, I don't think anybody was beating the Red Sox in the World Series. They were pretty dominant last year. No, and and I think we talked about that last year, too. But hey, you know what? What? It's not just a new baseball season. It's a new home run on wheels season. It is. And we'll get to that. Uh, I wrote a book about our trip last year. That's going to be out July 1st. And we'll tell you what we have coming up 
with my book and the book release and all that stuff. I plan on doing a book tour this summer, so you can pre-order your copy of the Home Run on Wheels book by going to patreon.com slash homerunonwheels. Uh, you can uh, do a one-time payment of 20 bucks, or you can contribute as a monthly supporter and uh, help us along our way so that we can do that book tour. And if we need to, like we did in St. Louis last September, uh, buy tickets to get more kids out to games because that is one thing that I want to do, we want to do with the book tours, get more kids out to baseball games. But we'll get to that in a second. So what have we been up to for the last six months, Patty? Well, we've been doing the reverse snowbird is yeah. what we've been doing. Yeah, we spent the winter bouncing between Peoria and St. Louis. The RV was at Camping World in of St. Louis in Wentzville, Missouri for six months. We dropped it off to them on October 8th. We got it back March 25th, and not everything was fixed properly, and we're pretty pissed off about that. And we still have some more issues now, some new issues, some brand new issues. So the house batteries aren't charging like they should off of the uh, shore power. The slide-out topper is still an issue. We can't even shower in our RV because we have a leaky faucet, leaky handles. Yeah, it smells really funny in here. Oh, wait, we found other ways to shower. <laughs> yeah. But man, it's so frustrating. Don't ever, 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 ever buy a Thor and don't ever, 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 ever patron Camping World. But do go to patreon.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, and you know what? There are problems across the board with RVs. You know, they say the joys of home ownership. And even when I owned a home, there were things that came up. But well, my home wasn't moving fixed. along the road and... It wasn't as bad as this. Yeah, we are sure. just shy of 17,000 miles in we've on the RV, and we've had this thing for 14 months. So that's over 1,000 miles a month. <laughs> and we, we took six months off. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, like even when you owned your home in St. Louis, before you sold it, you had to get the tuck pointing fixed. Remember? I did. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Just the, the joys of home ownership, except ours has six wheels. Right. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of the RV, uh, we realized there was some, some background noise issues last year. So we hope we, we kind of like have a makeshift studio here with our dinette in the RV. We got a couple of blankets around us and the shade pulled down to try to back uh, block out any like background noise. So hopefully sound quality is better. You know, we try to make this RV like a studio as best we can here. It's cozy. It is. It's also kind of warm because <laughs> we don't have the AC running. Well, you know, my threshold for warmth and your threshold for warmth are different. Yeah, but we are in Florida, and it was like 80 degrees when we got here on Monday. Works for me. So, I mean, you know, we're both wearing shorts. So, as far as like the last six months, so I said we've been bouncing back and forth between Peoria and St. Louis while the RV was at Camping World in Wentzville. Part of the reason it was there so long is because we really did not pressure camping world into getting it fixed because we were kind of stationary because Holmes if you remember was diagnosed with lymphoma last September last September and within a month he was in remission by November the last time we did a podcast episode early November Holmes was was already in remission well he had his final chemo treatment on March 25th yes and he kicked cancer's ass and he's doing great he's back to his old joyful self he gets excited when he sees rabbits as he did monday here at the rv park <laughs> he gets excited when he sees his leash and you bring yep. out his 
harness and he's like jumping up and down yep. i know i'm going for a walk well we went for a hike at the national forest in holly springs mississippi and he was galloping like a deer it was great to see he was you would run a little bit and he would just take off and he yes. loves being the trail leader oh totally and you know we've enjoyed a couple of parks along the way yeah so at a state park in arkansas which is a little difficult because like it was really really nice we had a lot of room but we also had no service, so you had to go to the library a couple of days in order to work, and I went with you one day, to, and and you know. But the, the other day, I just read like 150 pages in my Game of Thrones book, you know. So it was nice. It was peaceful, and like you said, if you're going for a vacation, it's perfect. If you're not, there are other options. Uh-huh. I went to McDonald's. McDonald's is a meeting place for a lot of um, folks who are of retirement age, so <laughs> there was a lot of chatter going on. So that didn't really work if you have phone calls you have to be on. Right. <laughs> so I found an alternative and went to the library. And I went to the library in Forest City, and I also went to the library in Wynn, and both of those were great options. So much, there's ways you can... Take not much to do in Wynn, though, if, if you're looking for, like, a vacation spot, you know, and, and, and you want to have a little nightlife or whatever, yeah. No, but nightlife wasn't <laughs> the point of it, no, right? No, you, not You're at all. in a park. We were staying at a state park, yeah. We enjoyed the nice It was gorgeous there. And I met a couple of guys named Larry who went there for fishing. One of the Larrys even stopped by the RV and, and you know. But the RV still has the home run on wheels and the Children's Hope Alliance wrap on it. Uh, like you said before, it's a new year. It's a new baseball season. It is indeed. And my Milwaukee Brewers got the season started off on March 28th against the Cardinals. Beat the Cardinals at Miller Park. The Brewers took three of four. And the Brewers are kicking butt atop the NL Central. The Cardinals are four and five. What does that mean? It's really early. So anyway. And so the Cardinals obtained Paul Goldschmidt, who got three home runs. In that one game. In one of those games. Right. Yep. Yeah, he was a big off-season acquisition for them. They got him from the Diamondbacks. He's an MVP caliber player, and you know, I mean, he probably steps into the Cardinals lineup as their best hitter. Yeah, and we'll he, see what Goldie can do throughout the season. Exactly. Uh, speaking of the Cardinals, we did see their Triple A team. You know, we lived in St. Louis for so long. I think every year we talked about going down to Memphis to see the Redbirds. I'm pretty sure I talked about it before I even met you. <laughs> yeah, we, I've been wanting to see them for a long yeah, time. And, and we never did. And then we moved to Charlotte, and it, be, it became even more difficult to actually get down there to, to Memphis. Well, well and not just because of the Redbirds, but because it's a great city. What, it's, Memphis? Memphis is awesome. There's so much to do there. There's so much to see, and it's so interesting. But the Redbirds themselves were the 2017 and 2018 national champions yeah they won the pcl and then they beat the international league champs in both years um they they had their celebration on thursday april 4th for their opener against the omaha storm chasers and it's a good thing they were playing the storm chasers because otherwise i'm not sure that game gets played they chased it away right exactly it was raining like all day and then it cleared up about five o'clock for a seven o'clock start and sort of raining about the seventh inning again and we bounced after the seventh inning because it was a nine to one game, and the Redbirds won. The, actually, the, the final score of that game was nine to two. I'm not even sure if you realized that if you ever looked it up. I did not, yeah, to be so honest with you. But I was curious. Yes, like, I knew so, they were going to win. So the next day, I, I looked it up, and Omaha got a run like in the eighth inning or something like that. And so it was, the final was nine to two. But yeah, it, and it's a great stadium. Great to walk around. Great views from all the spots, and it's also downtown. 
in Memphis. Yeah, it's like right off of Beale Street, pretty much. Exactly. It's really close to Beale Street. In fact, they talk about the, you know, last call. They always have the last call at the game. And they're like, last call on Beale Street is much later. Hint, hint. Last call at at AutoZone Park. Sponsored by Beale Street. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) True story. We're not even making that up. It was last call sponsored by Beale Street. Because that's where they want people to go, but it was a Thursday night game, and you know we had work the next day, and so we did not uh, get our Beale Street festivities in that night. We did the weekend prior, though. We did indeed. Uh, we did, and we did a lot on Saturday and Sunday that, that that first weekend of the Major League Baseball season, while we were staying at that state park in Arkansas, Village Creek State Park. Again, it's really really nice, uh, but just you have no cell reception. So if you go there, fair warning. Um, <laughs> yeah, what, what? Let's see. What did we do? We. Uh, Went to Crosstown Brewing. We went to that Crosstown Shopping Center, which is it's like right, right there, which is pretty neat. It used to be an old Sears distribution warehouse that they have repurposed now for the shopping center with like a bunch of shops and restaurants. and Art gallery on yeah, the second floor. Yeah, and, and it's a free art gallery. That, that was really cool. And then uh, we were hungry. We went to Central Barbecue, the one on Central. Of course. The it's original. the first one. you got to exactly. go to the original one first Exactly. Time. And then we went down to Beale Street, hit BB King's for some music. And then you wanted some, oh, we went to Silky Silky Sullivan's or Silky O'Sullivan's? I think it's Silky O'Sullivan's. It's Irish, of course. Yes. By the name. Uh, (laughs) We're we're not there for two minutes. And these two women who were awesome, they bought us our first round of drinks. Let's be clear. It's not like they just magically bought us drinks. Ron Clements went up and said... Hey, what's going on? We're trying to get up to the bar, what have you, and makes friends because that's what Ron Clements does. <laughs> it's a good thing, but it's a thing. Um, so yeah, you started chatting with the ladies, and they were both in healthcare. They were both in town for work. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was a very nice time talking to them and talking. You talked to several people. Then there was there was a bachelor party. There were uh, two. Women who just graduated from the University of Alabama, and they were the they were all American swimmers there. We met, met them, so and there yeah. was a Zach Brown concert. I was going to say concert, there was a that, concert that, that happening night, on at, at the that FedEx night. Forum, and so a lot of people were at Silky O'Sullivan's doing a little pre-gaming for the concert. Uh, but speaking of concerts, we actually before we even took off March 9th, our friend Angela hooked us up with a couple of tickets to see Garth Brooks at the Edward Jones Dome in St. Louis. That was awesome. That was so awesome, and I think I mentioned that. I love, love, loved the Bruno Mars concert. That was probably my favorite prior to Garth. That was in September of 2017 in Charlotte. But I have to say that Garth has been someone I have wanted to see forever. Oh, since me too. the 90s. You don't even have to be a country music fan to enjoy Garth Brooks because I think he transcends genres because his music is so well known. You know, whether it's Ain't Going Down Till the Sun Comes Up, which I'm disappointed he did not play, or... Uh, Honky Tonk Bar Association. Again, he did not play. But, you know, Friends in Little Places. Everybody, I don't care, white, black, purple, green, yellow, young, old, you know, in, in middle age, you know Friends in Little Places. Absolutely. And it was just such a fun atmosphere, and it was the first concert he kicked off in St. Louis. Yeah, it was for his stadium tour that he's doing in 2019 at the former home of the Rams, the Edward Jones Dome, a building I know well after covering the Rams for three plus years and and then uh even some more games after that but uh i think our highlight in memphis though was uh last sunday when we left the we left village creek state park drove into memphis we got into memphis around noon 
the plan was to go to two museums. We were going to start at the Civil Rights Museum, and then we are going to be like, all right, we'll go to Stax or Sun Studios. We'll go to one of those two after the Civil Rights Museum. Civil Rights Museum closes at 5. We got there at noon, and we left at 5. because We thought we'd be there two to three hours. We were there for five hours because there is just so much to see. It's, there's so much information. There's so much to learn. There's so much from which to be inspired. Uh, it's very thought-provoking. It, it's sobering, really. It is sobering. It's Especially when you approach and you see the Lorraine Motel, which is what it's based around. Yeah. Which is where Martin Luther King was assassinated mm -hmm. on the balcony. And they have a wreath on the balcony. And in fact, it was just the anniversary. We did not yeah. see this, but they do a wreath replacement. Um, we missed that. But just going there and seeing that spot and knowing what happened. And I'll be honest, I didn't know as much about the history around what was happening at that time and the sanitary workers strike and everything that was going on at the time i really didn't know that well that's why it was in memphis right and i i don't remember if we were taught that in school but we should have been if we weren't and there are just so many things you learn about in there that i've heard p bits and pieces of and you really get the detail and as you said we spent five hours we could have spent more Oh, totally. I felt like the last hour because we were trying to get to the motel and to get to, across the street to the place where the shot was fired. When we wanted to get everything, you know, see everything before it closed. I really feel like the last hour we were there, we really rushed through it because there is there is so much to do. So, I mean, if you got a day in Memphis, go there to the Civil Rights Museum and, uh, you know, you see what and we're, we're not there yet either in this country. You know, what, what, what people gone have gone through in the past to... You know, pave the way for you know vo uh, being able to vote or just being able to to you know at a table where someone next to you at another table might be a different color or sitting at the same table you know with <laughs> uh, an in integrated table you know it's like just the fact that 60 years ago this country was segregated in the south and it that blows my mind well and i know my mom has mentioned that a few times she remembers that she remembers growing up with that and how it didn't feel right mm -hmm. it's certainly not right but yet again there is so much further to go and <clears throat> the reasons behind what happened those things are still there too many hearts and too many minds that don't see people as completely equal totally and you know today's political climate kind of a reflection of that still and it's it's sad it's unfortunate Speaking of, though, the civil rights and the baseball game. So when we came out of the baseball stadium, we talked to a gentleman who was a principal yeah. at a high school. Was yeah. it high school? Yeah. In Oregon. Yeah, his name was John. And they take kids on a tour, an annual tour. They take kids to Memphis, Selma, Montgomery, Atlanta. Not sure if there's any others, but key places and they actually interact with some of the leaders from the civil rights movement. John at Lewis the time. showed them around one place. I can't remember what the, uh, where they met John Lewis, but you know, yeah, they they meet some prominent civil rights leaders. You know, you talked about not being taught that stuff at Limestone High School in in, in Bartonville, Illinois, but now you know these folks are from Oregon and and they're doing this, and I I wish. Me going to Aquinas High School in La Crosse, Wisconsin. I wish I had an opportunities like that, and but we didn't. I'm glad 
think, I mean, you, know, you graduated in 90, I graduated in 92, and I'm glad now here in 2019, kids are getting that opportunity to, to do that. Absolutely. And speaking of giving kids opportunities, we're hoping to give children some further opportunities who are in the foster care system. So my plan here, the Home Run on Wheels book is scheduled to be released on July 1st. The All-Star Game is in Cleveland on July 9th. Uh, I have already reached out to a foster care organization in Cleveland, and I sent an email and left a voicemail with the Cleveland Indians, and I'm going to follow those up. But I'm hoping we can get some kids to the Home Run Derby and that I can schedule a book release event in Cleveland to, again, continue to spread that message to raise awareness of the needs of kids in the foster system because there is such a high need for foster parents in this country. Uh, We've talked about this before. There are enough kids, more than enough kids in the foster system to fill the rosters of every Major League Baseball team and every team in their farm their farm system, and you have a lot left over. Uh, you could do that twice or more. So hopefully, whatever organization we partner with, with in Cleveland around the All-Star game can use this as like a foster parent recruitment tool, and then a portion of the proceeds of the book sales will go back to the foster care organization, and I want to get kids out to the home run derby so that Kids can be like that little boy in Denver who got that home run ball and a, a kid can go uh, or kids can go home with a, uh, some souvenirs at the home run derby. Not just some souvenirs, but some great memories to oh, take back yeah. into their life and some positive memories. Right? right. And then the idea is for the book tour to continue then to Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, uh, Baltimore, D.C., Atlanta. And then we actually have a vacation plan with uh, my kids in savannah georgia at at hilton head actually in late august but then work our way back up after that uh and hit the nashville sounds uh i think it'd be fun to do another triple a game uh and then get to st louis and chicago uh before the end of the major league baseball season and hopefully you know i mean i would love to work with the foster and adoptive care coalition again in st louis so i just hope we don't run into the same september playoff issue we we did last year hopefully the cardinals are out of it by actually then. And, and i hope we do and, run and into the same issue. situation we ran into last year in fact a better situation than what we ran into last year as far as the cardinals are concerned thank you very much so that's what's on the agenda uh next for home run on wheels uh but in the for the near future we're going to try to fine-tune the book it's been edited uh, I have sent my edits of the edit back to the publisher. It's Dorrance Publishing out of Pittsburgh. And uh, I got a first mock of the cover uh, last week, and I didn't like it. So I sent it back. So getting a revision of that. So hopefully we like what we see on the next revision, and I can share the cover with you guys because, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. It's my first book. Uh, it was something that Patty and I did together, and... Yeah, it's so it's it's near and dear to me to us. Um, and surprise, surprise, Ron has strong opinions about the cover, but that's because it really is a labor of love. It is, and Celeste Dominguez, the CEO of Children's Hope Alliance, uh, read most of the book, and she sent back a review, and she loved it, which was like, whew, yeah, thank God, because <laughs> <laughs> if Celeste didn't like it, then you know, I'd be kind of screwed, but. She said she loved it. Um, she felt like she was there with us, uh, with our experiences, whether it was at a baseball game or whether it was at a national park or, or just traveling and dealing with the issues in the RV or you know or or eating out at a restaurant, you know whatever it was. 
that I wrote about, you know, visiting with our family and friends all around the country. Um, Celeste felt like she was there with us, and so that really meant a lot to get that kind of feedback from her. And, you know, I've shared a few excerpts of the book, uh, including uh, that boy who caught the home run ball in Denver. You can see that at ronclementsports.com. Uh, there's a couple of other excerpts up there at Ron Clement Sports. There are also two excerpts uh, from the book at homerunonwheels.com, uh, where hopefully you're listening to this podcast right now at homerunonwheels.com, or you could be on iTunes, or you could be on Spotify, or Blueberry, or whatever. Yeah, Wherever you're listening, Or Raspberry. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> Google Play is a thing. We're, 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 we're there. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Raspberry. <laughs> I can't resist. <laughs> You're a dork. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, but, all right. So last year we did the podcast twice a week. We're gonna because we're not traveling as much, and like I said, we're here for two, we're in Defuniac Springs. We're here for two months, uh, or maybe even longer. You know, we got to try to figure out our travel plans to get up to Cleveland uh, that first week of July. But um, so we're here, Defuniac Springs for the next two months. We're we're gonna do po- the podcast once a week, and. Um, Probably going to try to go see a Pensacola Blue Wahoos game while we're down here. They are the... Uh... Probably we will go see a Pensacola Blue Wahoos game. And by the way, they are owned by Bubba Watson, partially owned by Bubba Watson, the golfer. And he is a foster parent. That's he, awesome. He and his wife have adopted, a couple, I think, two kids through the foster system. And so, you know, if we can get Bubba Watson on the podcast, talk a little, talk, talk a little foster care, talk a little baseball. That'd be that perfect. Would be, that would be pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Um. I doubt if we're going to get Bubba Watson to come out here to the RV park in Defuniac Springs, but, you know, we can go to him in Pensacola. Right. Although, it is PGA golf season, so he's probably a little busy. We'll just have to see what happens. The Masters is coming up this week, so he's probably <laughs> going to be in Augusta. Um, we're going to be here for a couple months, yeah. honey. Maybe my son David will see Bubba Watson. At, that at, is a possibility. Maybe he'll park his car. Oh, no, he's inside now. Yeah, he's he's, he's going to be a bar back at, at a restaurant now. Uh, I did not yeah, know that. Yeah, so David is 21. Uh, so that's one thing we did over the last six months. David turned 21 in December, and we went down to Orlando, uh, had a little family christmas gathering i guess uh in orlando with uh, rj and david my two sons and david's girlfriend gabby came down with david david is a huge nba fan so we took him to an orlando magic game and i was able to work it out to where david got to go out on the court with the magic blue crew their promotions team and david shot the t-shirt cannon which was pretty cool yeah he loved that of course yeah and then we got to get our picture taken down on the court yep. after yeah. the game. It was a really cool experience. I think I got some dad points there. Yeah. Well, and not to mention that when he got to shoot the t-shirt cannon, we actually got to move down to some seats that were like three or four rows up from the court. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Cause, so basically, we watched the second half like a few rows up from the court. Where we started, we were like in the back row of like the mezzanine level, the uh, middle level on the ba- one of the baselines. Um, so, yeah, totally got a free seat upgrade there. That <laughs> was, was nice. Sweet. Almost as nice as the seat upgrade we got in Pittsburgh last year. Thanks to... Almost. But, yeah, that was awesome. Thanks and to Tony and Joanna. Good job. Thank you. Going to try to reach out to Tony and Joanna again because I, I think they can help us out with the uh, Pittsburgh stuff. And speaking of that, if there's any way you guys can help us out with foster care organizations in Cleveland, Pittsburgh... Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., 
Baltimore, Atlanta, St. Louis, or Chicago, please let us know. Those are the cities we are tar Nashville. Uh, those are the cities we are targeting this year to try to do something with like a book tour. But you know, this isn't just about selling books. Uh, the more books I sell, obviously, the further reach we have with our mission to raise awareness of the needs of kids in the foster system. But it's more about trying to create more opportunities for these kids to have a good positive experience and for these organizations to hold an event to hopefully recruit people to be foster parents or just to get involved, uh, donate money, donate their time by volunteering, uh, donate clothing or luggage for these kids. So, you know, it's more than just about this book. This book is just a cog in the machine to try to help these kids in the foster system. So whatever you guys can do to help, you know, buy the book, tell people about it, tell people uh, about our mission. And if you know someone in a foster care organization in those cities, put them in touch with us. So like I said, Home Run Wheels podcast in 2019, scaled back last year from twice a week to once a week this year. It'll be Monday moving forward. We wanted to do it yesterday, but we didn't, we were traveling and we, we were dry camping and we on Sunday and we didn't really have the capabilities to power everything up and you have Wi-Fi. If we would have recorded this where we were dry camping, we would have had the generator noise in the background and that would not have been good. So we learned our lesson from last year. So, but anyway, uh, thanks for listening. And again, help us out any way you can. We really appreciate it. Patty, any final words? Signing off from Defuniac Springs. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Oh